It's time to stop the property search and crack the deal. I'm Luke Moroney. And I'm Mark Naven. And we're the team from Search Party Property. We see a lot of people get education, attend seminars, and never buy an investment property. We would like to help you on how do we invest in property like the pros and stop the search and crack the deal. The podcast is for information purposes only. Make sure you seek your own independent advice from your solicitor, accountant, or financial planner. This is our ninth podcast in a 10-part series on how to invest in property like the pros. Our ninth action in the series is to review what worked well, who do you want to work with in future, and what could be better. So how do you do with this? Here are three, three key points to consider. Firstly, assess the purchase. How did things flow? Take notes on the next purchase. So I think this is an important one to consider to really reflect on what has happened and how you can improve. Yep, absolutely. I think um, it, you know buying property is uh, you know a big big thing. But then, if you're looking to grow a portfolio, it's it's really important to or, or do anything in life, I guess you know to assess you know where you, where things went really well and where things maybe could be improved upon, and that's how you get better at things, right? Yeah, just constantly assess what's going on in your property portfolio. Maybe constantly assess how other people have transacted property portfolios. What are some of the mistakes, some of the errors that they've made? What are some of the good things that they've done as well? So not only reflecting on what's going on with you, but reflecting on what's happening with others. So our second point is, what are the areas that you can improve on? Um, can you be more available? in the purchase of that property? Can you chase your team harder? What are areas that you were maybe lacking on and you can fix for yourself? Yeah, you brought up a couple of good points there. So um, being ready for purchases and stuff like that. You know, were you, um, did you get the contract back quick enough? Um, was there, did you leave yourself potentially a little bit open um, to lose the deal because you there was a few delays? Like it obviously worked out because you're assessing um, assessing the deal that you just purchased but it, you know tightening up the the process for yourself so you don't leave yourself open to to lose deals or or um, you know if you're looking at the building pest making sure you're getting getting that um, the report back and having a look at that and, and assessing what um, what issues came up on that and um, you know making sure that your um, your finances on track and, and being in touch with your your broker um, or, or your lender and just making sure that um, there, there isn't any delays. I mean, perhaps there was, uh, you, you had to ask for an extension, but were you onto your broker and providing those documents as quickly as possible? I mean, there's a whole range of different things. Mm. But um, Are yeah. you chasing your team really? And um, and how did that work? And, and how was that experience with your team as well? And I, I guess you wanna just keep on chasing them. And more and more people say that that factor of, well, I'm paying for that service. And they kind of forget about, well, that person is providing that service, but are you in a situation that if you perform better, if you chase better yourself as a client, can you be the best client for them to actually get them to to provide the best service for you? So I actually think of it as um, for, for a client's, responsibility in, in the in the deal or, or in in the in the transaction to be um, I guess not the not the project manager but the person who 
I mean, after all, it is their money, so that they should be um, they should be proactive in making sure that everything is as easy as possible for the team um, to perform as is is um, as best they can. Fantastic. And our third one is in regards to the relationship you have with your team members through, through reflecting on that. Because, I've, you know, we keep hearing stories about uh, my broker it, um, didn't provide that information or they were slow, um, they didn't get back to me or they, they had a problem with the way I dealt with certain situations. So it, reflecting on that purchase or, or the relationship with your team members, I think is vitally important. You wanna make sure that you're gonna continue on with that relationship. Or did it feel funny about dealing with them during the transaction? Um, Can you see that there's a relationship that you wanna sustain for the future? Or do you look for someone that might be able to provide a better circumstance, a better relationship for that next purchase? Yeah, it comes back to what we were saying before, trying to be the best client that you can be and making it as easy as possible for your team to do the best job they, they can for you. Um, but you know, what it, about it's a service provider or yeah, the service provider is not providing, you know, is getting disgruntled about your situation or like not happy with the way you're dealing with things as well. Um, you want to make sure that that relationship is going to be sort of fruitful for the future. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's right. I mean, you've got to look at um, one yourself and then, and then two, what they're doing as well. And in some cases it's, it might be a, a um, a case that you just not working really well together. Um, they might be still a good service provider, like a broker or a solicitor or whoever, um, but you just don't have that connection or, or you're just not working on the same wavelength. So it might be worth looking for somebody else um, who you can work with well. Or really just to find out what, what's actually happening with that company or the person providing that service to you as well. Because they, they'll go through different things in their life, whether it's personal outside of, of what work they're doing. And we've got to realize that everyone you know, have, has a life outside of their workplace. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, circumstances do change and they, they might be in a situation that there's a, um, you know, an illness in the family or there's something happening. A whole range out, of things. Yeah, a whole range of things might happen. So we really want to reflect on that and make sure that we're, um, you know, assessing what's going on. There might be staffing issues. There might be a whole bunch of different things that happen. So finding out what's actually happening is, I think, vitally important. Yeah, look look on their side, but also, I guess, you know, have, have a look and reflect on, on your own sort of situation. Um, and... Is what you're expecting from them realistic mm. as well? Like, is mm. is you know having, you know, oh, I'm going back to a broker again, but having, having um, you, you know, applying uh, for finance is having pre-approval in, in one day a realistic outcome? Well, no, yeah. probably not. Um, you know, with the building and pest, you know, the building and pest happens, um, let's say at twelve o'clock in the during the day, having the report back at one o'clock in the afternoon is probably not a realistic expectation. Maybe having it back at, um, by five o'clock, again, maybe not a realistic expectation. Maybe you have to wait until later on that, that evening or even even the next day. So, mm. cause you've got to allow that time, you've got to realize that perhaps they've got other inspections they have to go to as well. But, you know, have a look at your own expectations as well as what um, what's going on in, in their sort of situation too. And, and it, I guess how to resolve all those issues and to get it happening better. Mm, fantastic. So let's just recap those three points. Firstly, to assess the purchase and um, and the flow of the 
of the deal and to look for improvement and also to uh, look at the relationships that you have with your team members. So hopefully that helps you in the process of getting started in property investing in order for you to stop the search and crack the deal. Now I'm going to hand it over to Mark who will speak about the property deal of the week. Deal of the week. That's it. Over to you, Mark. All right. So deal of the week. Uh, actually, it was a property that I looked at with um, a mortgage broker, um, Kyle, who came up to visit me in Queensland and we went up and had a look around the different areas. And so this particular property was a future development site. So this property was on quite a large block of land. So uh, just over 3,600 squares. It was a three bedroom brick and tile home that was rented for 420. Now the purchase price or, or the asking, um, asking price, I guess, is around that sort of mid sevens for this particular property. And as I said, 3,600 squares. There is precedent in the same street, so two doors down and across the road for blocks of units and townhouses that have been previously built. So it, this particular block had a DA, uh, a previous DA on the, on the block um, a, a number of years ago that's since expired for 18 dwellings to be put on this block. Now the pretty cool thing about this one as well is it actually had two street access. So the, the rear street at the back was an unmade road. So you did have that, that access um, that access that could be uh, gained from, from the rear as well. And um, not only that is that, so we had 3,600 squares, but we there's certainly the potential to pick up the neighboring block with that one as well. So double the size, um, double the amount of townhouses. So with purchasing that both those blocks, you could potentially get um, 36 dwellings on that. So fantastic, fantastic. Good, obviously it's sort of probably be... to hold to it's not going to be for your you know first time investor, but someone a little bit more experienced, looking to maybe step it up from uh, a deal that they've done previously. It might be a you know a splitter block that they split mm. you know one property into two, where they're looking to take that step up into high development. Yeah, property potential or portfolio potential for them uh, could be an option for someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. Probably need a little bit more experience. Um, would you say? Yeah, certainly not the uh, property to buy for, for your first one, I wouldn't imagine. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the end strategy with this one would be to, to obviously do the development some, somewhere down the track. It's not a, a site that you'd look to do it straight away with. Mm. Um, you'd wait for that sort of growth in the market and um, for the market to become a little bit more, the prices to rise a little bit more for the end product. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mark, for the property deal of the week. Hopefully that's given you a little bit of insight into actions you can take in terms of property investing and a potential property purchase that you could make for yourself uh, now or down the track as well. So hopefully that give you a little bit of insight about property investing and about making your moves into the property investment arena. Mm. Thank you very much, Mark, today. And Thank you, Luke. Enjoyed the podcast. And uh, if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with us, please do call, message us, or see us on Facebook and Instagram. We do lots of videos and posts in regards to property investing. Also, probably just to add to that as well, if, um, if, if you guys want to receive 
the Cracker Deal of the Week via email, you can sign up to that. And how do they do that, Luke? You go to www.searchpartyproperty.com.au and just fill in the details on that page. So just a name, email address, phone number, and um, we can send weekly deals out to you. Yeah, we call it the Cracker Deal of the Week. All right, catch you guys on the next podcast. Thank you. See ya.